Welcome to Riverdale. Welcome to Riverdale. Hey y'all, this is Welcome to Riverdale, the Carefree Black Nerd review of CW and Archie Comics, Riverdale. Ugh, y'all. When you're listening to this episode of Welcome to Riverdale, use that hashtag WTRPod. That information will be in the show notes. Hit me up on the social medias, Twitter, Carefree Blurred is the name, and tweeting is my game. <laughs> All right, y'all, that was corny as hell. <laughs> but listen, Riverdale, Chapter 48, Requiem for a Welterweight. This, uh, okay, so we're back off our little hiatus, and we dive right into the shit. Pretty much, Veronica tries to steer Hiram away from the drug business, Gladys comes in and fucks up her plan. Alice takes her commitment to the farm to the next level. And Archie does some other pointless shit that is unnecessary. Y'all, okay, so this episode, like I said, I've been trying to be a little bit more optimistic and positive about this show. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think I'm trying to make it to the end of this season. I have yet to complete a full Riverdale season. Uh, this review, I've been going strong. I'm just trying to make it to the end. I'm not sure I'll be able to do that, but fingers crossed. So a bunch of shit goes on. Um, a lot of moving parts, pretty much, uh, let's see. So Alice, we'll stick with her. Alice is being baptized into the farm. Her goal is to become one and closer with Edgar Evernever there are no images of at all anywhere online or anywhere else which i'm not okay with but then i'm kind of okay with because i'm like if you're running a cult and you like edgar ever never it's probably not even that man's name it's probably something else this is an identity that he's come up with so it would make sense that there's no record of him uh let me see hiram uh hiram is boring so hiram and veronica got this whole back and forth thing about who took his drugs and his equipment and burned it up and the show is so fucking weird either the actors are playing this wrong or the show and the script is terrible or any combination of the two pretty much Hiram is back uh, from the hospital well and good he got some shit missing he talks to Veronica about it and she's like oh no well didn't mom say such and such but the way they're playing this relationship and this conversation between the two is so nerve-wracking because clearly this has to be a setup for Hiram saying or feeding information to Veronica and later finding out that she's the one fucking him over because he gave her some information that was wrong just to test out and see if she was like a rat or whatever I don't know. I don't know if the show is smart enough to do that. Uh, at this point, it's the jury's still out. Uh, let's see. Gladys. Gladys is back, and she's taking money from Veronica, which Gladys is probably, outside of the black people on the show, my favorite character. She came into town. She fucked shit up, and she made waves. She's a good actress. They've, they're writing her well. Uh, I'm hoping... That that doesn't end because there was once upon a time where Alice was written really well. So, you know, who knows? Uh, Let's see what else. Josie and Archie, apparently they're making this a thing. And I'm still just, 
why the fuck do we need this? First and foremost, my feelings about Archie aside, because I do not like him, he needs to be alone. Like, he doesn't need to be in a relationship. He needs to be seeking therapy and keeping busy and doing things that make him happy. <sighs> he joins Mr. Keller's gym, Kevin's dad. At this gym, he's boxing, whatever, and Kevin's dad is the, the coach. Archie signs up for a wrestling uh, uh, boxing match. Kevin's dad had already told him, you're not ready. I don't want you to do this. You can't, you know, just probably be trying to jump out there just because you want to. You're not ready. Archie goes behind his back. He signs up for this match with the shady dude who was trying to get money from Veronica. Veronica pretty much, not Veronica, excuse me, um... The guy tells Archie, okay, I need somebody to fight this dude. Archie's like, yeah. He just, which is so weird because you know that this guy is like a shady mob business dude. Why would you just automatically um, agree to a fight without knowing the terms and conditions? After he agrees and they shake on it, the guy's like, yeah, I need you to throw the fight. Take a dive and you get $5,000. He mad. Oh, well, okay. I can't do that. And homeboy's like, no, you have to do this. Fast forward, because a lot of this shit is just unnecessary. All in all, what we find out is Archie is running his fucking mouth, something he doesn't need to do, telling everybody who will listen about this fight and about how he needs to take a dive and how this and that. It's like unnecessary drama that you're bringing to yourself. What Archie could have done was fought in that fight, take that dive, get the money, because clearly you have it in your head that you need this money and that you'll never be successful doing anything but boxing, Motherfucker, you're all of 16 years old. Even if you're held back a year, you missed the SAT. Yeah, the SAT does not come just one time. You can sign up for another or at the very least finish out your fucking senior or junior. Who knows? Whatever year this is and take it next year. It's so weird that they have these kids set up. They're framed as kids, but then every situation has them reading as young adults or adults. This is weird. So he goes around telling everybody and their mama about this shit. They shoehorned in a, 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 a rehearsal, not a rehearsal, a performance for Josie the very same night. So he can't come to her thing and she can't come to his. I don't understand why they're in a relationship. Just make them be close friends. They don't have to be in a relationship. Like they're, oh, man, I'm sick of this. Um, I think in the comics, Archie and Josie had a thing a time or two. But this... This wasn't needed. So, Archie decides he's not going to fight. Now, what I want to stress is, Coach Keller said, you need to back out of this fight or else you need to find yourself a new coach. Cool. Archie goes up, stays with the fight. Then he finds out about, you know, he needs to take a dive and you got your morals and whatever else. So, he changes his mind. He decides, oh, I don't want to do this. Then he goes to the, the mob dude. He's like, nigga, you're going to do this or they're going to break your legs. The people, not only did I arrange the fight, I arranged bets on the fight. If you go against what I've already set up, people are going to come after me and I'm sending them after you. Pretty much they're going to kill you and your family. Understandable. I feel like, yeah, that makes sense. I just like, oh, I'm not going to do it. And he gives the guy his money back. And he goes to um, Coach Keller like, oh, Keller, I need help because this, this, and that. Keller is so quick to help him. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. What I don't fucking understand is this boy keeps putting himself in situations that can be easily avoided. And then even after in these situations, making them worse for himself. Don't come at me with the moral high ground like you're just this big, bad, wonderful saint. Like you knew what the fuck you were getting into. 
albeit after you signed the deal. But the thing is, this is a decision you made. There are so many other avenues that you could take as a young white presenting, because he's coded as white, white male, cisgendered, heterosexual, uh, conventionally attractive male. You mean to tell me, what? like, I have no sympathy for him. Then you go off and you throw the money in the face of, of the guy who you know is connected to the mob. So you know that there's danger there. You're bringing unwanted danger on you and your family. Your dad can be killed. He works in a construction site. Who's to say they won't fold him up and throw him into the cement machine? This show isn't that, ex- well, I don't know, they are. This show ain't that good, so they ain't going to do that. But they set up the, so stupid, like, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't interested at this point because Archie is clamoring for something to hold on to, but then you're steadily being influenced by other people. Yeah, Josie is your girlfriend of this week, whatever, but why would you let her talk you out of doing something that you were so hell-bent on doing to begin with because you have it in your head that you can only do this to make money? Then Keller tells you not to do that, but you go against his wishes anyways, and now all of a sudden, you want to back out. Then you give, like, you're, it makes no sense to me. So then Keller's on his side. Oh, you got him. You could beat this dude. The guy he's going up against is like 20 and 0, and they've been paying people to take a dive, and people who didn't, he just whooped their ass. This dude is taller and bigger than Archie. So, of course, the show found it in its best interest to make it so that Archie was the victor of this fight. It felt cheap. I was like, and not the victor in the sense, the guy won at the end because they did a vote or some shit. But like in the actual ring, it was like, oh, Archie was just getting the best of He was that good. What? I just don't understand this. Archie is great at everything he does. Fixing cars, playing instruments, uh, fighting in underground boxing rings. Everything he does, he's just so great at. Like, this is... Archie is exhausting, and I could care less about his fucking storyline. The thing that pissed me off pretty much the most in this episode is him and Josie having sex. What was the fucking point? Like, you can't give me anything with Josie. You never give me shit of substance. All she's doing is shucking and jiving and singing for the masses or singing for an empty room with one person. That's all she does. Or you use her as a tool to... Uh, send a message to one of the main four when you scare the shit out of her or you fuck with her in some kind of way to further their plot but now when she has a little bit of almost doing something we resort to her again singing for everybody and then sleeping with Archie and cheering him on at his wrestling match he couldn't come support her at her show it's just so weird the optics are so fucked up I don't see the point and what is this relationship doing like it didn't it's just she's more than sex fear and singing for you niggas i just whatever this show is dumb this is a dumbass show and i'm waiting for her to get her new show so i can jump ship because i'm uh man this is fucking weird alice is going to get baptized which gives betty i don't know motivation to look into the farm's old members question if your parent has joined a cult you know about this cult your older sibling has joined it as well they've been in the cult for collectively maybe a year and a half why would you wait into the very tail end of your parents saying oh i'm going to get baptized into this cult to then start looking for people who were in the cult before to try to See if anybody will give you information that can help you change your mother's mind, your parents' mind. 
I get that there's a bunch of storylines going on. Gargoyle King usurped the farm shit. But do not tell me that after all this fucking time, you finally are reaching out to someone. That just felt weird. So Betty, now that there's a baptism involved, decided to reach out to old members of the farm to try to stop her mom from doing whatever. Ugh, whatever, I'm over it. So one lady agrees to talk to her. She's like, oh, I had a sister. And they try to push you in baptism to the brink of death. And that brings you closer to whatever. And she died and I got away. Cool. Polly, this is why this show is horrible with timelines, with retcons, and with continuity. Polly has assumedly been through this process already. She was knees deep into the farm. Well, went back in season one when they didn't know what the fuck to do with her. Was it season two? I think it was season two. Either one or two, whatever, one of them seasons. That being said, she's been through this. Why is this our first knowledge of baptism why is this our first knowledge of inner workings of the farm you didn't lay any easter eggs this feels cheap and it feels like it's shoehorned in as a way to just do some shit ultimately we find out that polly is holding her mama down in, in this water she kills her betty comes just in the nick of time pulls her out she comes back to life or whatever then at the end Betty's mom, Alice, is like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm reborn. I'm now in this cult, and there's only one thing I need to do, get rid of everything holding me here. Now, I'm going to stop here. With the show, what I thought they were going to do, which would have been a bit more interesting, was have Alice attack Betty and try to kill her or disown her, seeing as how Betty would be the one thing that was keeping her from, like, being with the farm fully. That's not what happened. She's like, yeah, I'm going to sell this house. Okay, well, okay, so she's like, yeah, we're going to live at the farm, and that's where we're going to be, and whatever, that's boring, I'm sick of this, we're still mentioning the Gargoyle King and everything else, so it's like, that storyline, though it seems like it's a dead dog, they're going to keep kicking that, so, I don't care about that, uh, also, we get to Veronica and Gladys and Hiram, this shit is boring, pretty much, Hiram is telling her shit, and she's going back and telling Gladys, and Gladys is like, who do you want to be running the drugs, me or your dad? So Veronica's going to get in bed, not literally in bed, but she's going to get in cahoots with Gladys and, like, snitch on her dad, which, this is so fucking boring. Uh, girl, why are you even this wrapped up in this shit? Like, you have had every opportunity to walk away. You have a whole business that you have to run where you're already paying this woman money. Like, it's... It's a lot going on, and for all the mob shit that they put into this show, Riverdale just got a lot of shit going on. Um, what else? Cheryl. Cheryl uh, takes the pretty poisons and attacks some of Jughead's crew because they're mad because so many serpents are leaving to go with the pretty poisons, which is Tony's new gang. First of all, there are not that many women serpents, period. So to say that, oh, she's taking all our membership and isn't... No, she's not. The serpents are 99.9% .9 men. There are a few women sprinkled throughout, but women don't get the rise to the ranks unless you're Betty. Women don't get space within the serpents unless they're background extras. And even then, it's not that many of them. <sighs> so... Tony cusses out Cheryl because Cheryl's using the poisons as if they're hers and whatever. It's whole bullshit, whatever. So Tony's like, yeah, if I come back, I want to be Serpent Queen. Why do you want to fucking come back? What the, the serpents are so fucking weird. Like all of this, you guys are 16, 15, 16, 17 juniors and seniors in high school. 
you're about to graduate and go off to college. What is the need for this gang? Why would you need that? Once you go off and you go to college and you're an adult who's working and trying to get a degree and make something of yourself or whatever, what is the point of the serpents? Why do you need, like, it just, it feels, the show isn't doing a good job at making the stakes match the situation. And then Jughead, nigga, fuck you first and foremost, like, you was quick to kick out Tony and Cheryl, but Tony specifically, from the surface because of something that they did. Now, later, weeks, months, however long, however much time has passed, now that you are feeling the pinch because your leadership is falling apart and people are wavering, now you want to come crawling back to this brown girl to ask her to come back and to apologize, but only because it suits you. It's not because you thought, damn, Tony been here from the very beginning. I shouldn't have did that to her. Because you still got fangs. This nigga still running around with y'all. So it's not like... Oh god, I don't know. It's fucking stupid. It's sexist. It's 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 horrible. It's it's dumb. You kick out Fangs, and you kick out Cheryl and and uh and Homegirl Tony, but then you let Fangs back. One, you never kick him out because you send him on some mission to be with the Ghoulies and to be your spy. And every fucking episode, he has been with y'all. These two chicks have been kicked out, and yet they they're only invited back because you feel like you're losing. It's uh it's fucking trash. It is trash. So his mama, Gladys, send this motherfucker to go check out the ghoulies. She said, you know, it's safety in numbers. You ain't got the numbers. Gangs popping up everywhere. You ain't about shit. He goes to them. This nigga give him some end times as uh, TV show speech about the end of the world and whatever else. It don't work. We find out that at the end, Gladys pulls the ghoulies in. And she's like, you know, they're with us now. Her and Jughead yelling. He like, well, this, this doesn't work. You can't do this. She said, motherfucker, make it work. You need numbers. They got the numbers. Y'all find a way to get along. Again, one of the many reasons why I like Gladys, and she's the most capable person on this fucking show, period. She's being written well, and I love it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. This was just some bullshit. Um, Josie looked good in every fucking scene that she was in. Her hair, her skin, she just popping. Um, Kevin, another thing, Kevin is joining the farm. Betty comes to him and trying to help him, you know, trying to get him to help her come up with some shit or whatever. Kevin's like, oh no, you know, when Moose left, whatever the girl name is, Edgar's daughter, she talked to me and she helped me out and this and that. And she said she introduced me to some cute gay guys at the farm. Again, what the fuck is this show doing? What are you doing with Kevin? I'm not caping for this man because he is a conventionally attractive uh, cis white guy who can get whoever. You got the world behind on your shoulders, behind backing you, whatever. But that being said, why the fuck do they keep fucking over this man? He's so gay and he's he's so out and he's the only one in Riverdale. But then you can't make that be true if Riverdale is not, you can't. In one hand, it's a little town, but then you turn around, it has all these gangs, all these metropolitan things popping up, all these prisons and hotels and high-rises and wealthy people, and, and these, the reach is far and wide, but he's the only gay in town? How the fuck is that possible? Also, is he the only gay in town, or do you have him hooking up with dudes in the woods? He can't be the only person who's out and gay. Yeah, DL, whatever, that's a dime a dozen. But you can't tell me 
in this entire fucking town that sometimes the whole metropolitan city, Kevin's the only gay person and the only out gay person. We had Joaquin in the fucking Serpents. You ran him off, then eventually killed him. You had Moose. That was a fucking dance with fire. You had Chick. That went nowhere. It's like he can't fucking win for losing. I'm good to be your gay prop, but I can't have a fully fleshed out relationship. And why the fuck is his motivation always only, it only seems to be being in a relationship. Or oh, just want to be with somebody. Oh, you know, people aren't looking at me like they're looking at you. Betty, you get the fairy tale ending that I don't get. Why is all of his motivation always about him being gay? Same thing with Josie and this singing shit. You can't throw them into the plot with everybody else. They kind of had something when their parents got married. But again, what are you doing with these characters? This is a disservice. Oh, man. It's so it's whatever. This shit is stupid as the fuck. All that being said, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, y'all. Not for this show. This is the Gargoyle storyline is trash. They keep dragging that out. I want that to be over. Uh, Archie is annoying as shit. Gladys is probably the best thing about this show. You're not treating the marginalized people with any type of conscience. Like they're not. It's they're just two dimensional characters. Um, Archie is just on some bullshit. Betty, I'm sick of her as well. Uh, making Archie win that fight like was stupid, but mm. um. Drowning Alice, okay, whatever, but I don't know. Then them having Archie and Josie fuck, even that was just like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. That being said, this has been Welcome to Riverdale or Welcome to Rant for Dale. <laughs> Uh, catch you back here, same nerd time, same nerd station. If you want to get in on the conversations and live tweets and such, hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag WTRPod and make sure you let me know that you're listening and all that good stuff. Uh, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com and check out the other shows on the Carefree Black Nerd feed and uh, all of the social media, Carefree Black Nerd. And until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay the fuck out of Riverdale. Goodbye.